Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with healing and medicinal stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a traditional storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories are medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you'll find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, soul, and for the earth. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Hello, and welcome to December. Where has the year gone by? I hope you had a very happy winter solstice. Now that the light is returning, and each day, a couple of more minutes of sunlight. The days where I am in the north of Scotland are certainly dark. It gets light just after nine, and gets dark just after three. And you really have to get out as much as you can during the day to soak in those rays. It's been snowing just a little and then rain washed off the snow. But I was still visited by birds and the bird feeders who are grateful to receive the peanuts they love so much. And on my walks when I do get out, sometimes I see herons, sometimes I see kingfishers. It's always nice to know that the light will return. It is returning. And here we are just a few days before Christmas. And I look forward to it. As many of you probably do as well. It is a a happy time. So many. And I want to remember this Christmas is hard for many people across the globe and so I hope that we all send them a little bit of light and a little bit of luck and a little bit of love and a lot a lot of peace as we come in to listen to stories for the dark for the new light for hope I realise it's been a couple of months since I released my last episode. Goodness, where the time goes. Life happened, I have to say, and, well, the days just threaded next to each other like pearls on a necklace. So I apologise that it's been two months since the last story was with you. I hope that this one nourishes you. It is one of my favourite stories. I actually took it from a um, a recording that I did on Zoom a year or so ago. And um, it is a Eastern European story with quite a few different versions. This one is the Bulgarian version. There's a story of the 12 months. And it's just right for this ripe time of year. 
There's been a few things happening amidst of life here. I somehow have been given my own radio show, 15 minutes once per month, at Keith Community Radio, which is a, a village in the county of Murray, where I live, in the northeast of Scotland, in the middle of the Highlands. So I'm excited about that. It will also be called the Story Apothecary. Very much this kind of formula, but shorter. And some of the stories may repeat, but I look forward to fresh stories. Perhaps folk tales, as they need to fit in 15 minutes. And I've also started telling monthly stories at my local pub for the community. And we've had the first one, which was a small number, but very lovely. Really nice to be able to gather and listen to stories together, informally in a small room. It is lovely to do. And it's so different telling in person. I was invited to tell at the Elphinstone Folklore Institute at the University of Aberdeen as part of the Scottish Storytelling Festival in November. And that was glorious. Really wonderful. And I've been telling star stories as well. So a lot, lot of stories being told and many more to come. I hope that wherever this story finds you, you are well and you are happy and you are healthy. So this story... Well, it is a story about wishing what is impossible, not living in the moment, not appreciating things as they come, for even the dark days have their magic, have their gifts, have their power. So really looking at those and trying to stay with them, being grateful, and being a good person for goodness is also incredibly important. So I hope you enjoy this telling of a story of the 12 months. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. Never in the history of time has April started before March has finished, or June began ahead of July. Always one month finishes, and this other month seamlessly begins, and it's always been like this, never disturbed, apart from this one occasion. It was January. Dark nights, cold weather, snow and blizzards and winds howling across the land. And in this little hut, quite small 
with a creaking roof in a, in a window that shook every time the blizzards howled across the lived a woman with a daughter and a stepdaughter. Now there are many stepmothers who are kind and genuine and so loving. Unfortunately, for whatever reason that we do not know, this was not one of them. And so she loved to send her stepdaughter out to, to gather water by drilling holes in the ice, to stoke the fire, to water the vegetable patch when it was spring and summer, to wash the clothes in the river, to gather wood from the forest, to clean, to cook, to wash the clothes, the dishes, everything that could possibly be done in the house. It was this young girl who had to do it and her stepsister. Well, she just lay upon the bed eating cookies with the crumbs falling on the bed sheets. And it was like this for a very long time. One January, as the tempest came across the land, as the wind whispered and howled, and as the silver birches were like naked maidens upon the land, I said, do you know, it would be really good to have some snowdrops in the house. It's your, it's your sister's name day, and name days are a bit like birthdays, but they celebrate your name. Why don't you go outside at midnight and collect some snowdrops? Now, snowdrops in January, you might think, is fine. But this was a time where the mums were different. This was a time where the seasons were not as warm. This was a time where snowdrops could not be found before March. And this was well known. And so the young girl heard that she was asked to go and collect snowdrops in January. No such thing could be found. This was beyond an ordinary task. But if she didn't go, there will be a stick upon her back. And so she decided with a tattered cloak around her shoulders, no gloves, no hat, to go outside in the weather. And as she closed behind the door behind her with a little basket in the trembling hand, she walked across snowdrifts so tall, the trees buried upon their waists with such deep snow that they could not sway in the winds. There, and she, her cloak was gathered upon her shoulders and flew off like a bird with big wings. She could hardly make her way upon that very deep snow. Each step took ten times as, as long, and it was as ten times as difficult than it should have been. And as she looked, the grey sky was solid, not a star to be seen in the sky. She sat on the ground and wept. What is the point, she said. I'd rather sit here and freeze in the night. Then my fate will be sweeter, my fate will be better than if I had to go home empty-handed. And as she wept, her tears freezing as they hit her, her cold face, she saw a light. It was almost like a star was stuck in the branches of a tree glittering and she smelled smoke. She was sure of it and she began to follow the light and she kept saying, please don't go out. 
please don't go out. And as she got closer, the light did not go out. It just got brighter. And as she got closer to this meadow, she could hear laughter and she could hear speaking and she could hear rustling of the trees. And it was such a welcoming sight. And as she got to this clearing upon this meadow, it was like the sun shone itself. There was such a bright, great big fire that gave such warming smoke and it almost danced upon the sky and the fire flickered and cracked. And it was such a delight. It was like music to her ears. And as she looked at these people, 12 of them, three middle-aged, three elders, three young, and well, three were just barely children. 12, 11 men, one woman. The woman was an elder. Who are they? She thought they, they can't be hunters. They don't look like hunters. They, and as she sat and looked at them, they saw her. An old man with a white bushy beard all the way to the ground with these great big furs and these leather moccasins said, you. And she froze, but it was too late to go, you, he said. Who are you? And what are you doing here? And she, she stammered, I, I, I'm looking for snowdrops. Kukichita, Kukichin says, she said, I'm looking for snowdrops. Snowdrops? In the middle of January? Don't you know there are snowdrops? Not until the middle of March. I, I know, she said, but I can't go home empty handed. I'd rather just sit here. And, and what if you don't find snowdrops? What will you do then? asked the old man. I prefer to freeze to death and go home. My fate will be better here than it will be a home with no snowdrops. They replied. Come on, January, said the old woman. But this is who he was. We all know the girl. We all see her face. She knows the... She knows the blistering winds of the winter. She knows the scorching skies of the summer. She knows the spring winds. She knows the autumn rain. We always see her. She's always smiling. She's always giving thanks. Even when the clouds are out, even when the rain is out, she's dancing in the rain. She, she knows all of us. Let's help her, said Grandmother March, Baba Marta the only sister of the 12 months, her 11 brothers. Of course, the 12 people, as you may have guessed, in the clearing in the meadow, for the 12 months, gathered together to discuss the year ahead. I, I cannot, said January. You may come and give us snowdrops, but you know that March cannot come before February. I cannot let you take over from January. Oh, very well. A little old man stepped forward, but shorter than his brother. February only has 28 days. And the little man stepped forward and said, I will make space for Baba Marta to come. And she may give snowdrops to the girl. And so it was, January stepped back. 
he had his big great staff with which he hit the ground, he began chanting, chanting this, this song, this speech, it was almost like the whisper of the trees and yet these words came spurting out of his mouth that came across the whole of the landscape. And as he spoke, the tempest stopped. The storms quieted down, the snowflakes coming from the ground instead of going round and round, howling. Great big snowflakes fell down gently. The birds that could not fly because they were freezing, they battered their wings slowly amongst the air. And the girl looked with her great big eyes and then the staff was passed to February and he began to howl, he began to chant and as he chanted, the, the snow began to run upon the ground like a silver snake and the howling of the winds and the snow became greater and greater. The snowdrifts became taller and taller and she couldn't see anything in front of her eyes. It was like the flutter of the thousands of birds. Those snowflakes went round and round. And before he had, after he had finished, he gave the staff to the woman, to Baba Marta, to Grandmother March. And as she held the staff, the girl looked. It was not a staff at all, but became this beautiful branch with buds and flowers. And she began to chant in a sweet voice, warm like the spring. Nastupise zimn snyak, ruce i techeti, mravčici iz leste pak, slonce veče sveti. Meca budi se od san, ekvet pesni ptiči i podava se na ven, prvotu kukiče. And as she spoke, the first snowdrops came from the snow. The sun smiled from the heavens. You could hear the songbirds of all the beautiful creatures. And the girl looked and smiled and squealed as delight as she saw the sun for the very first time in months and they looked at her saying what are you doing quick quick we've only given you an hour gather all the snowdrops and she looked there were snowdrops everywhere coming spring upon from from the snow near little rocks near great big trees and she gathered them in her apron in her skirts and as she turned around to say thank you to the 12 months they're gone she Stood there to compose herself for a moment, sad that she could not give thanks for that greatest gift she had received in such a long time. But she hurried. She hurried to get back home as quickly as she could, and as soon as she closed the door, the howling of the winds and the snow storms began again. You're back? they said. Where are the snowdrops? And with a shaking hand, she, she showed the snowdrops and put the basket upon the table and Sure enough, they couldn't argue and she began to recount her story, what had happened, who had seen, and they were nodding in belief and in disbelief. What 
kind of thing were they hearing? And what else did you ask for? I said, oh, well, nothing. Just came for the snowdrops. <gasps> just for the snowdrops? You saw over 12 months and you just asked for the snowdrops? What an idiot. You will do better, daughter, said the, said the mother to her daughter. You better go out. You can ask for many things. Oh, yes, said the girl. I can ask for so many things. What would you ask a boy if you saw for 12 months? Well, the girl said, oh, I, I wouldn't just ask for snowdrops. I would ask for juicy pears. And I would ask for the plumbiest tomatoes. And I would ask for the peppers and cucumbers. And I'm going to ask for walnuts. And I'm going to ask for grapes, big juicy grapes. What would you ask for? And now she spoke and she, she said all the things that she wanted to eat. She began to salivate. She began to think about all the gifts she wanted. And well, she, she went on her way. And again, through the snowdrift, she walked for such a long time, but she had gloves and she had a hat and she had a scarf and a coat. And as she saw the 12 months, she saw that big, almost like a big great star on top of the tree. And they saw her. They saw her. And who are you? They asked. And why are you here? Well, I, I came to ask for um for for snowdrops, but but also I, I you know the twelve months so I want to ask for you to, to firstly to move more slowly and also for for pears and plums and grapes and walnuts and I want I want cucumbers and tomatoes you can't find them anywhere these days and, and peppers and all these things she began to say. <laughs> January smirked. I am the ruler. I am here for 31 days. You cannot find grapes and walnuts and tomatoes and cucumbers and mushrooms in January. I am here until the rest of the month. I don't want you, she said. You bring nothing but cold weather and snow and frost. I'm not asking for you. I'm looking for the summer months, she said. She's looking for summer in the middle of winter. And so he began to be so angry as soon as he moved his his hands his arms out of his sleeves came this great wind and the snow began fierce and such wind that toppled her over and as she fell the flakes snowflakes came snowing and landing on top of her until she was buried in the middle of a snowdrift her mother waited for a long time and when her daughter had come back, she left a house. But where would you find someone in the middle of a snowstorm? And so too she fell. The bay, they both started wait, left waiting in the forest for the summer months that they wished upon for such a long time. And some say that they were never seen again. But ever say that as the snow began to melt, and the ground began to thaw, but their hearts too were thawed out with the sunshine and the rays of the sun. As for the girl, as for the girl that knew not to ask for carrots and cherries in the middle of winter, that girl, well, she lived to have a happy life, and she was wise, 
and kind. They knew the place for things. And it is said in the garden of her cottage, she had all the fruit trees bloom and give fruits much earlier than anybody else. It was cool when the sun was scorching, and it was quiet when the wind was howling across the land. It was said that this girl, this woman, she had all the twelve months as her guest at any one time, and she lived a very long and happy life. like the seasons. Sometimes there is scorching sun, sometimes there are howling winds, at other times there are blizzards. But out we must go and face the weather, face life. When the blizzards are out, we must wrap up warm to survive, have enough nourishment in our bellies, in our hearts, have enough strength for the journey ahead and solid shoes for good grounding. The winter months bring their cold, their frost, their hardships, but they also bring growth and rebirth like the bulbs underground, like the flowers, like the trees that sleep and then bloom having rested and been restored. So even though they bring their frost, their hardship, they do bring something new, a new life. And so it is with us. We have seasons. We are nature. We are wildness. Every difficulty that seems like the howling tempest, it brings us growth. It does help if we have something warm to wrap up around our shoulders. Sometimes that garment, it might be a friend. Another trusted person, sometimes it is us who must put our trust in the unknown. But one thing is for sure. After every winter, there will be a spring. There will be hope. There will be light. But there cannot be eternal spring. And there cannot be spring without winter. And so as the seasons shift in the unseen world and in the seen physical world that we walk across, 
Let us remember what snow feels like. The next generation may not see snow again. Let us remember what the seasons are like. How the flowers bloom and at the exact right time there are the bees that come to bathe in their pollen to collect their nectar, to make honey. But are we certain there will be honey in the future? Let us savour its sweetness, its nectar, its goodness. Let us live in the present and embrace the seasons as they come. One by one, each month, from the short ones to the long ones. They each carry a gift, a good thing to know. And so I wish you a peaceful Christmas, a happy Christmas, a good long life for the year ahead, much health. Much happiness, much love, much treasure, treasure of the heart, the one that matters the most in this life. May you go well, until we meet again in the next year. Until we meet again, goodbye.